For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. A chat to uh, one of the great legends of New Zealand rugby, but here for another purpose, uh, principally it seems, because on July the 21st, the Dean Lonergan promoted charity boxing event Fight for Life makes its return with a stacked undercard on the top of an exciting headlining bout between all black legend Kevin Mialamu and Warriors favourite Warangi Kopo. Uh, the undercard includes Leon Messon and uh, Carlos Spencer, plus two of the country's best boxing prospects in Andre Mikhailovich and Jerome Papaloni. Uh, they'll also be on the card. Andre uh, improved his record to 18-0 and the other night with a very conclusive knockout in Brisbane. But today we turn our attentions to the battle between King Carlos and Paul Fatuera. It's my pleasure to welcome the man known as the King to SENZ in the mornings, Carlos Spencer. And I guess uh, as well as uh, welcome to our show, Carlos, it's a, it's a welcome home as well. Uh, tell us what you've been up to, mate. Yeah, first of all, morning everyone. How's it going? Yeah, um, just been back in the country just under a week. I've uh, just been in the States for five and a half months with, um, with Nola Gold in New Orleans here and... Uh, yeah, really good experience over there and um, really enjoyed my time, but um, it's always great to get back home, especially when you're away from the family for so long. So um, happy to be back and uh, now I've got to get into some serious training for a boxing match. <laughs> oh, exactly right. And that, of course, is the, the boxing match against Paul Fodawera, of course, a former Kiwi. Um, do you know him? Have you met Paul Fodawera before now? Do you know much about him? No, I haven't. I, I haven't... Um, I haven't even heard of him until, um, I suppose, uh, the boys got in touch with me and see if I'd be keen to jump back in the ring. So um, I did a little bit of research on him. Um, but Smithy, to be honest, bugger all, bro. And um, I think it's just, um, for me, it's just about focusing on me and what I need to do, really. Well, you've done it before. I mean, you, you got yourself into a pretty good nick. There's a few years back, though. How are you feeling about it now? Oh, mate, buddy, excited. Um, you know, I can't wait. Um, you know, I'm always up for a challenge, you know, I'm bloody competitive. Uh, so, yeah, just really excited to get back in there after, I think it's been eight years, you know, I, I probably never thought I'd do it after my sort of last ass-whipping from Monty. Um, but uh, here I am again. Um, they've convinced me once again, but, um, yep, overall just excited, bro. Can't wait. Okay, you've got a, uh, around about five weeks, I, I kind of estimate, so that uh, you've got to do a, a quite a lot of work in a short space of time. Who, who's in your corner? Who's helping you prepare for this? Yeah, I've got a local boy, Mikey Wolf, who runs Eastside Boxing here in um, Hamilton, so um, I joined up with him on Monday. Um, yeah, he's experienced, um, he knows what he's doing, and um, you know, we've got a bit of work to do, but I think just for me, um, I think it's just really around skill set. You know, if I had to jump in the ring tomorrow, I think physically and mentally I'm up, I'm up to the task. It's just learning how to box again for me. So it's just about skill set for me over the next four weeks. And uh, yeah, like I said, just learning how to box again. So how much, how much work will you do, Carlos? I mean, how many days a week will you be in there? Uh, to be honest, Smithy, I've been in there every day this week. Um, so I've got another session tomorrow and I've got my first sparring session um, tomorrow as well. So I'm, I'm not looking forward to that. 
Um, but it's, hey, it's got to be done. So I'm going to be, I'm going to have to be in there at least four, four times a week, um, to be honest. And if I've got time, I'll, you know, I'll make it five or six. Um, unfortunately, I just don't have a lot of time, so I just want to make sure I'm prepared and, um, you know, be ready. Honestly, uh, they're always good causes that uh, Dean Lonergan comes up for, and this one is uh, a really pertinent one these days, of course. It's the I Am Hope uh, charity uh, as yeah. well because of uh, mental health and suicide prevention, and I guess it's an area that you've experienced some pretty close contact with over the years too, Carlos. Yeah, I just think um, they do a tremendous job, you know, and like they said, the, over the years, the amount of money, money they've raised for charities, and, you know, I Am Hope this year, and, you know, obviously Mike King and, his team and the work that they do around, you know, young Tamariki and like you said, it's just a tremendous cause and, you know, if I can take a, a couple of punches um, for a great cause, then I'm more than happy to do that. Kevin Mialamu um, is um, one of the top billings with uh, Wairangi Kupu. Who would you pick there, knowing Kevi? Oh, well, I've got to pick my rugby bro, of course, man, and, um, you know, but, uh, hey, to be honest, he's he's picked a, a tough one first up, you know, uh, Wairangi's, but he's, he's probably more experienced, he's got the height, he's got the reach, but, um, you know, I'm backing Kevy all the way, and um, although Wairangi's also a good bro of mine as well, so, so it's a tough one, but, hey, I've got to go rugby. What attracted you to go to um, New Orleans, Carlos, and New Orleans Gold, and, and um, what was the experience like in a city that's probably dominated really by uh, the New Orleans Saints, to be fair? Where, what's the traction like for rugby there? Yeah, yeah, it was a last-minute thing, really. I just got approached. Um, they were obviously looking for a coach, and um, you know, I was just hanging around and doing nothing at the time, and I thought, you know, what a great opportunity um, to experience something different. Um, and I'm glad I did. You know, like you said, it's, it's dominated by the um, by the Saints, um, which is just across the road from where we trained, actually. Um, so the exposure over there in terms of rugby is not great. I'm still very amateur, to be honest. Um, but I think there's potential for the sport to grow. You know, they're getting a lot of foreigners over there uh, now. But when I say foreigners, it's those guys that are coming to the end of their careers and probably want to just finish off their last year or two playing a little bit easier rugby. Like the money's not great um, financially, um, but it's actually a good little comp. You know, it's quite competitive, but like all competitions, you know, you sort of got your three or four big teams with a lot of money that, you know, are able to buy in uh, more foreigners. Um, so it's, it's another one of those competitions really where, Money's a big factor, and if you can afford to buy in players, then those are the teams that sort of dominate the competition, like your LA, your New York. Um, so, yeah, but other than that, man, it, it was really good. The experience was good. Big, big, big travel, though. You know, some of our travel times were sort of four, six-hour flights, especially when you got a stopover. Um, mm. You know, so some hefty flights involved in the in the comp. But um, overall, man, just really enjoyed the experience. It was, uh, it was awesome. Carlos, if you if you had to pick a level of rugby in New Zealand where it's currently at in America, where would you say uh, it compares oh, I, to? I wouldn't I wouldn't put it up there with Mighty Ten Cup. Nah, I, I think it's a level below that. Um, and you know when you think about it, you, you're competing with NFL, basketball, baseball. So in terms of US based players, you're only really getting the rejects from those sports. You know, so you're not getting junior and rugby players over there until about the age of, let's say, 17 or 18, you know, so they rely a lot on foreigners, 
Um, so that's why I think you know they're they're a way off. But I think in terms of the experience that they can get, obviously from the foreigners, um, you know, unless they build their grassroots rugby, and I'm not sure how they're going to do that with obviously the the big sports that they've got over there already. Um, you know, I just don't see it growing rapidly anytime soon. So for you, was this a one-off, or are you going back? Yeah, no, I think so. Just a one-off. You know, I, I, I went over there for the experience. Um, and experience something different, which was good. Um, now it's just about being based here. Now my, my boy's in; his, he's in his last year of high school. You know, he's got a couple of options next year, uh, so I want to be around for that. You know, first time out of home, so I just want to make sure he's settled over the next year and make sure I'm around for him. So the plan is just to hang around here for now. And um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure what the future holds in terms of coaching, but it's just you know about being here for the family now for the next sort of 12 months. Good stuff. Uh, Carlos, uh, whilst you've been over there, have you been able to keep track or keep tabs on, on what's been happening here in the rugby world? Oh, only on YouTube, to be honest, uh, Smithy. So I haven't really caught um, a lot of it. You know, obviously watched the games last week, um, which was good. But, um, yeah, not a lot over there. You know, it's just sort of you get a five-minute clip on YouTube and that's all I've been, uh, been um, able to keep a, a, an eye on it, really. I would imagine have a, a relatively close eye on uh, Eden Park tomorrow night. Are, are you going? Yeah, I, I'd love to go. But like I said, you know, busy day tomorrow with my boys rugby and then I've got my mm. first sparring session uh, tomorrow evening. Um, so unfortunately, I won't be able to make it. Um, right. Should be, should be a great atmosphere and hopefully, well, well it sounds like they've got a full-out crowd, so that's going to be awesome. Um, so it would well, definitely be, I would have loved to have been there to watch the Blues kick the Crusaders' ass. <laughs> I was about to ask you that how you, how you thought it gave you summed it up quite nicely there very quickly <laughs> I got to ask you remember that remember that time and I highlighted in my in my sermon in a bit of a sarcastic way about Richie Moanga doing the same thing you know when you did turn right at the posts and kick the corner kick the conversion from yeah. the corner uh, did, did you actually plan that or is that just something that came to you uh, as you nah. as you were about to dot it down no I think it was just come to me as soon as I went to dot it down you know I don't know why I did I just think I think it's just a matter of just wasting time I think it, I, it must have just popped in my mind late as soon as I crossed the the white chalk there I thought oh no I've got to waste time the game's almost over one I just walk it to the sideline um so that was purely it was just it was, it was a time wasted thing for me it wasn't to rub anything into the Crusaders um although a lot of people think it it was but it was just a, a time waster walk it to the corner kill 30 seconds and then you know cruise to the um uh, the point where I took the kick, didn't really worry about the kick going over at all. Uh, I didn't even take my time. I think I, I just walked back, kicked it, and it went over. Um, so it's probably a little bit of luck, to be honest, in terms of that conversion. It was a hell of a moment. I got, I got, to, <laughs> I got to say that. Uh, I mean, you weren't born and bred uh, Auckland. You, you know, you, you went up there, uh, of course. But uh, what about the feeling between the Blues and the Crusaders? Uh, what is it about that? Oh. You know, I, I think it only really started when I was when I was playing, you know, or when I first come onto the scene. Um, you know, I just think the Blues were sort of, well, Blues and Auckland seemed to be winning everything at the time in the in the mid '90s and late '90s, and you know, no one really liked Auckland or the Blues. Man, I even hated them. And uh, growing up, growing up in Hot Hot I just couldn't wait for someone to beat Auckland, you know. And then I ended up moving there and. 
unfortunately everyone started hating me because I don't know whether it's because I was a little bit of an arrogant prick or I was wearing the blue and white. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it's just the way it was, you know, and I think the Mertz Spencer thing in terms of that probably helped the, it, it as well. Um, but it's just that rivalry over the years, you know, where we just sort of so competitive. Um, and I think it was not just the Crusaders. I, I just think it was everyone against Auckland back in those sort of mid-90s, late-90s because they were winning everything. And now it's probably like that now with the Crusaders. Um, everyone wants the Crusaders to lose because they've been so dominant for the last 10 years, you know. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. Listen, of course, the 10 jersey will be prominent tomorrow. Bowden Barrett for your Blues and Richie Moonga, of course, yeah. for the Crusaders. Both have been quite sensational in the last year or two. How do you see that matchup? Oh, I think it's going to be awesome. You know, I think um, both great players, like you mentioned, Smithy, um, probably a little bit different in terms of um, the way that they play in terms of style, you know. Moonga um, probably more of an attacking threat than Bodie, um, but Bodie's got that experience, you know, that calmness. Um, mate, he knows how to guide a ship well. Um, obviously, the way they've been going is, is, is a lot down to him, just having a driver in the seat that can control a game. And um, But, you know, I think the big thing tomorrow is going to be up front, Smithy, that dominance, you know, who's going to dominate up front mm. to give those two um, front foot ball, you know, and I think whoever's going to get front foot ball will, I think, dominate that 10 position. Carlos, as you say, you haven't been able to keep in too close a contact with uh, this competition because you've been away as such, but uh, you may have seen the odd headline or you may have seen um, the odd bit on YouTube. We've had a hell of a lot of red and yellow cards um, in this competition. In fact, at times it's been dominated, dominating and affecting the competition as such. Have you, you any thoughts on the way rugby is being officiate, officiated these days? Um, yeah... It's it's a it's a tough one for me, Smithy. And I I think in some ways for me it's quite sad to see the amount of cards that's been given out, especially around some of the the shots. You know, I I, I just think uh, some of it's stupid. You know, I just think just in terms of guys being able to react uh, react quick enough, especially when someone's dropping into a shoulder or into a tackle. It's just you know there's no intent there from from a defender. It's just unfortunately that they're not quick enough to react to and. You know, I just think half of them are not warranted, you know, which is a sad thing. Um, I understand that that's the way they're heading, but, yeah, I just think it's it's ruining the game at the moment. And, you know, I just think if it keeps going the way it's going and it doesn't change, you're just going to keep seeing red and yellow cards. Um, because just in terms of reaction time in the moment, there's just no way of solving it, you know. And I just think if there's no real intent there from from a tackler, then I, I don't know how you can give a yellow or a red card. Um, mm. But that's my personal opinion. But yeah, I, I just think it's a bit, a bit crazy at the moment, the way it's going. Totally agree. I think the whole country totally totally agrees with you there, mate. Prediction then, a prediction, quick prediction for you? Oh, I'm, I'm going to go Blues by eight. Blues by eight. I'll take Blues one. by I'll eight, Carlos. No, I'm going to go eight. <laughs> Blues by eight. Uh, so that that means, of course, uh, that means, of course, they'll have the last two or three minutes to bask in the glory of a full house and knowing they're going to win. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. S- sounds good, mate. Hey, listen, uh, Carlos, been great catching up with you. So pleased to hear that you're you're home with the family, etc. Look forward to fight for life as well. I hope the preparations go well. Thanks for the chat. Awesome, Smithy. Thanks, brother. 
Yeah, cheers. Uh, Carlos Spencer there with us, folks. Uh, King Carlos uh, with a few thoughts there on the boxing side of things, the rugby side of things, and, yeah, I'll never forget that moment. Never forget that moment when he uh, scorched in under the post and then turned right at Jade Stadium, walked and uh, ran out to the corner in front of the crowd, kicked the goal very quickly, as he said, didn't even really line it up, just knocked it over, and then saluted them down there. A moment never to forget. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.